Happy weekend, and welcome into another episode of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Hanna, and I'm joined by a special guest for the, another episode. Uh, the previous episode uh, that I posted, uh, in addition to everything else I have for my podcast, uh, was a divisional round Saturday preview for the two games on Saturday, so you can listen to that as well as this and then everything else I have. But I'm joined by Mark Trunk. Uh, Mark, thanks for joining me. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, and we will be doing a preview of the divisional games on Sunday. So there are two on Sunday. Uh, and the first one on Sunday is between the Cleveland Browns and the Kansas City Chiefs. So the Chiefs, the number one seed in the AFC, they first round by last week. So they haven't played, I mean, in, I mean, their starters, I'm, talking about haven't played in virtually basically almost a month i mean they've because their last game of the season was basically didn't really have an impact on the playoffs because they were already kind of locked in the to their seed so understandably andy reed wanted to rest mahomes tyree kill tyree, uh travis kelsey and all the other impact players uh for the chiefs uh that they have all their main players uh so they've been kind of resting uh, and and they'll be uh, fully ready to go uh, and they'll be playing at Arrowhead Stadium, their home stadium. And then the Browns, though, they beat the Steelers last week, and they knocked the Steelers out of the playoffs. So that was kind of a little bit of, a, of an upset, although the Browns have been playing really well lately. They have an impressive uh, running attack with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, and then Jarvis Landry they have in the receiving game. They did have Odell Beckham Jr. earlier in the season at the very early stages of the season, but unfortunately he got a season-ending injury. I believe he's towards ACL, so hopefully he's going to have a a good speed of recovery as far as uh, getting healthy and everything and getting ready to go for next year. And the game is at 2.05 p.m. Central Time on Sunday and it's on CBS. So the ranks uh, for this one, the offense for the chiefs is ranked in the top six uh, for all categories, except for rushing yards. And then the Browns uh, offense is ranked in the top seven for two of the five categories. Those five categories, total yards, passing yards, rushing yards, points and third down percentage. The other categories, they're kind of in the, in the teens uh, in, in a little bit in the twenties too. And then defensively the chiefs are within the teens uh, throughout in, in a little bit in the twenties uh, there. And then defensively for the Browns, uh, they are ninth in, in rushing yards uh, defensively, uh, but everywhere else they're kind of in, in the twenties and in, in the teens as well. So the home record for the chiefs, Six and two this year, so they're very good at home. And then the road record for the Browns will be the road team in this matchup. They are five and three. The Browns uh, have been playing well lately. Uh, they they had the impressive game last week against the Steelers. Uh, Kansas City is favored by ten. They opened at they are now nine and a half point favorite. So this one, uh, I'm hoping for a pretty close game between these two teams. I mean, the Browns are going to get Kevin Stefanski back, their head coach, who unfortunately tested positive for COVID, but he is now healthy. 
uh, it sounds like, and, and ready to go. They had an interim head coach last week uh, do that, handled the interim duties last week and did a nice job uh, getting the win. But uh, they'll have Stefanski back, and uh, it should be nice to have him back. He's an offensive-minded coach, and really two offensive-minded coaches in this one with Andy Reid and Stefanski uh, as far as that goes. But I think the big thing in this matchup is Obviously, the Chiefs have a better offense than the Browns, although the Browns on their own right have a good offense. I think it'll be a matter of what offense plays better. I mean, on the surface, you would say Chiefs right away because they're the defending Super Bowl champs and they have uh, really good talent all the way through. But the Browns in their own right have some very good uh, skill players. Uh, Baker Mayfield has had a pretty good year overall this year uh, and really kind of uh, really coming into his own uh, on the NFL stage. I mean, past few years uh, coming into the league, he's uh, definitely been, been doing all right. But this, this year he's really had a fantastic season uh, all the way through. uh, If you really look at all of his stats. So we'll have to see uh, how he does. I think that that's another big thing. uh, If, if he can kind of, keep pace a little bit with with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes should have a a spectacular game, as he always does. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the game. Uh, So he should have another good day, but it'll be a a factor of Baker Mayfield and and everything. And another key, I think, also for this game is the probably ideal scenario for the Browns to, even more so in this game, Use Kareem Hunt, use Nick Chubb to kind of rush the ball effectively, hopefully for their sake, and keep Patrick Mahomes and company on, on the sidelines as much as possible. Obviously, they'll have they'll possessions. Both teams have possessions in every game. Uh, but it, the key is to limit the possessions, and I think that that's probably the A number one uh, thing, thing for them to do. Dominate the time of possession game. Really play ball control, uh, have long sustained drives. That's the hope I think going in for them. But the fear is also kind of like talked about on the previous episode for my podcast uh, with the Packer game against the Rams is much like the Packers, the Chiefs have an offense where they can get up by two, two scores right away off the bat. And then that kind of throws things out of whack as far as the ideal game plan going forward and you have to pass the ball more because you're down by more. So I think it'll be uh, as far as game script, game flow, uh, talking about that, uh, kind of having the ideal setting of, of what you want to do going into the game, but then the game flow of it will maybe mess up your script going into it based on the situation of the game, score, time, everything uh, that, that goes into it situationally. So, it should be a good ball game, uh, and the Browns uh, definitely are really doing well. Uh, they've they've really turned things around. Previous seasons they've been kind of meh. I mean they've been okay, but this year they're really starting to play well. Kevin Stefanski, one of the leaders in the clubhouse for Coach of the Year, uh, in addition to others uh, as well. Uh, so that'll be decided a while from now, but uh, he's certainly a, a very good young coach and a young mind. But before I turn things over to Mark to give his thoughts, I do want to give my bold prediction and my prediction for the game. 
So I will do that without further ado, and I'm going to go with bold prediction, McCole Hardman. The attention for the Chiefs offense, rightly so, is going to be on Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, other skill players, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, all, all the top guys there. And McCall Hardman is, is certainly a, a notice player by a lot of people, but maybe not as much as the other ones I've mentioned. So I think that he uh, definitely has a good game. He's a speedster uh, receiver. And I think he has at least 80 yards uh, receiving and a touchdown. Maybe he uh, has a big touchdown uh, pass from Patrick Mahomes, uh, kind of taking the top, the top off the defense uh, of the Browns and, and does that that way. Maybe that's one of their touchdowns or that's just kind of a, 80 yards on multiple catches and a touchdown. But I think that that's my bold prediction. And then for the prediction, I'm going to go with Chiefs 38 to 27. And I think that it'll be a close game all the way through. And I think that at the end, uh, the Chiefs kicker, Harrison Butker, kicks a field goal to extend it to two possessions. So uh, that is where the 11 points comes in with the two possessions. But I think all the way through, it should be a, a very good matchup, and the Browns uh, are certainly heavily the underdog in this matchup, but I think that they they could uh, surprise some people much like they did last week. So we'll see if they're able to pull off the upset, but I'm going to go with the safe pick and go with the defending Super Bowl champs and the number one seed Chiefs. So, Mark, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I agree with a lot of what you're saying, um, Adam, on the game. So when the Browns have the ball, like you were mentioning, about establishing the run with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, that's probably the best way to keep the Kansas City offense off the field. The Chiefs have been pretty mediocre as far as run defense, and they actually don't have tons of like physical linebackers, so that would be interesting to see how they match up with the Cleveland O-line, who's been pretty good this year. Uh, they still do have some guys like Chris Jones and Tyron Matthew who can come up and make plays in the run game. And as far as the Chiefs' defense, they've been middle of the road in turnovers this year. They've actually been last in NFL, last in the red zone this year for NFL red zone percentage by defense. So they're giving up touchdowns a lot. And they're average at rushing the passer. They have Chris Jones at D tackle and Frank Clark at defensive end. Otherwise, nobody else really is a, a threat for sacking the quarterback. And look for Jarvis Landry and Austin Hooper to lead the receiving game for the Browns. They don't really pass the ball a lot. They're more of a run-based team, but they still will probably have to have some situations where it might be third and long and they got to pick it up through the air. Uh, Rashad Higgins has had some good moments stepping in for Odell Beckham, but I don't think he's near as good a player as Odell is as far as a, a pass catcher. The Chiefs are one of the top teams in the league in interceptions this year. So, you know, Baker Mayfield's only thrown eight picks this year, but in the past he's had some decision-making issues with interceptions. So if you're a Browns fan, you hope he stays away from that. And um, just try to get out of the, try to get out to a good start if you're the Browns, kind of like last week, really helped them not have to worry about, you know, having to throw so much with Baker Mayfield. And when the Chiefs have the ball, so obviously the Chiefs have been, one of the best offensive teams for the last several years. They have really good receivers like Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins, but I actually think their best their best playmaker on offense is Travis Kelsey because it seems like whenever Mahomes is in trouble, he'll find Kelsey for easy 10, 15 yards. He's 
Kelsey's a, a beast in the red zone. It's almost impossible to stop him. So that'll probably be I, – I think he'll have a really a big game, which I'll talk about a little bit later. But the Chiefs, like Adam was saying, they're pretty much in the top in all the main set categories, like points for a game, turnovers, yards. They're not as efficient this year as scoring touchdowns in the red zone, which I thought was interesting. Uh, the running game has kind of struggled since Clyde edwards helaire got injured, so they've been using Le'Veon Bell a lot. But honestly, they don't really need much of a running game with the passing game they have because if it's third and short, they can dump it off to Kelsey. If it's third and long, they can go deep to Terry Kill, and they just have so many weapons on offense. As far as Cleveland's defense, so they've been in the low 20s in points per game. They have been pretty – pretty bad against the pass this year, although getting Denzel Ward is going to help him out. He's back from COVID protocol. Their pass rush has been lacking this year a lot, and it's pretty much been Miles Garrett and and um, Olivia Vernon. Now Olivia Vernon's out, so it's just Miles Garrett. And um, Mahomes should have plenty of time to, to do what he wants against the secondary. Cleveland's the middle of the road enforcing turnovers, and then they're middle of the road in preventing red zone touchdowns. So my bold prediction, I'm going to say Travis Kelsey gets at least 125 yards receiving. That's a lot of a lot of uh, yards for a tight end, but I think that Mahomes is going to go to him a lot, and I think he's going to have a lot of success. And then for my prediction, I'm going to say Chiefs 34, Browns 24. I just think that it's going to be – Really hard for the Browns to stop the Chiefs in this game, being on the road and Mahomes with so much rest and time to work, time to fix some of the stuff that was going wrong for the Chiefs' offense before they um, rested everybody in Week 17. And um, I just think the Chiefs are more talented. They're they're at home, so I'll take the Chiefs 34-24. Yeah, I think uh, good. Good prediction there. Good thoughts uh, there. And then moving ahead to the second game on Sunday for the divisional playoffs, uh, wrapping things up on Sunday with the last game of the weekend, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints. So that game will be played at 5.40 p.m. Central Time, and it will be televised on Fox from Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans. And the ranks uh, for that one, Offensively, the Saints are top 10 in rushing yards, points, third down percentage, and then passing yards and total yards. They're more in the teens uh, as far as that goes. And then the offense for the Buccaneers is second in passing yards, third in points, and then everywhere else they're uh, in two categories. They're in the teens, and then in the third category, they're more in the 20s. Although I will say, That is a little bit deceiving as far as the ranks go in total for them because uh, the Buccaneers, I'm pretty sure, I mean, have been playing really well lately. Uh, They have really caught stride uh, and really seem to be in a groove uh, as far as that goes. Uh, So they're really uh, excelling and getting uh, hot at the right time, Uh, not only as a team, but, I mean, as an offense. And... uh, that's what it usually takes as far as Tom Brady went from New England to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And there's usually an adjustment period for any player that switches teams. 
And uh, that was no different. Tom Brady, certainly when he's done playing, is going to be our first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, definite one of the many NFL legends in the game. Uh, and certainly continues to do great things. But it there's an adjustment period. You have to get used to your new teammates, acclimated to the new system. And uh, not, only, not only for the quarterback uh, with that, but also the team too, because they are putting in basically a, a whole new system predicated on Tom Brady being there as a quarterback. And rightly so. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. You're going to follow his the kind of system that he wants. So they have had some time to adjust. They had a good season uh, as far as making the playoffs. And now they're to this point in the divisional playoffs. And they have certainly caught stride recently offensively. So uh, they should be good to go on this one. And then defensively, the Saints are top nine in all categories. Uh, total yards, passing yards, rushing yards, points, third down percentage. And then defensively for the Buccaneers, they're top nine in total yards, rushing yards, and points. And then the other two categories, passing yards, are 21st in Third down percentage at 14th. So uh, both teams have pretty good defenses. The Saints probably more so, a little bit more so than the Buccaneers, although the Buccaneers' defense really played well early in the season, and then from there it's been kind of up and down. Uh, but they do have the potential, and they've shown flashes of, of brilliance with certainly a lot of impact players on, on that side of the ball. Uh, so we'll see if they're able to return to that. Uh, in this one uh, and kind of get hot at the right time, not only as a team, but as a defense, uh, as that'll be a, another key to them advancing further and further into the playoffs. So it should be a good battle of uh, defenses and a really good battle offenses. Uh, both teams have both uh, good uh, defense and offense. Uh, so it should be a good game. Another uh, game between two uh, quarterbacks that are, veterans uh, have a lot of accolades have a lot of uh good good in the game uh sure certainly probably both will be at hall of famers once it's all said and done uh so brady breeze matchup uh certainly uh very intriguing and the buccaneers will be the road team so they're six and two on the road this year and then the home team the saints six and two at home buccaneers like i mentioned they're a hot team have they have won their last four games uh, and then the saints have won their last two the saints uh opened and are currently a three-point favorite so like i mentioned in the other edition of my podcast that we recorded for saturday's action uh normally when it's close uh where it's a push uh between the teams as far as uh who's gonna win uh it's kind of a, a toss-up you i probably give the slight edge to the home team and that's what happens here with the saints getting the slight edge but certainly could go either way and both teams have a chance of winning legitimately i think uh both teams uh could be representing that side of the bracket in the nfc in the nfc championship uh and it should be a a very close matchup but i'm gonna pick the buccaneers to get it done i just think that they're a little bit more of a team where they have more momentum on their side. They're, they're playing uh, really good football recently. And uh, I think sometimes it's about the top seed or the top seeds who win, and they're the top seed for a reason. So they're going to win uh, more times than not. 
and the Saints are a top seed, they're a second seed in the NFC. But sometimes also in the playoffs, not only in, in the NFL, but in sports in general, it's about the team who who's getting hot at the right time. And I think that the Buccaneers are getting hot at the right time, and uh, they'll be able to win a very close matchup. Uh, although, again, I could see the Saints winning, but I'm going to go with the Buccaneers uh, by a slight uh, edge. And my bold prediction, I'm going to say that Antonio Brown has more receiving yards than Michael Thomas, and I know that that is bold, but that's why it's called a bold prediction. Uh, and I think that Michael Thomas still in his own right, and he's one of the better, better receivers in the NFL. I think he'll have a good game too. Uh, but I think Antonio Brown has really uh, recently gained even more of a rapport with uh, Tom Brady, and, and they're really uh, doing well uh, as far as kind of having a really good wide receiver quarterback connection. So I think that that will uh, grow even more in this matchup. And both teams have really good offenses, as I've mentioned uh, before. But I think that the Buccaneers just have a little bit better of an offense. They have a little bit more uh, playmakers on their offense with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. They also have Leonard Fournette, I believe Ronald Jones, too. I think he might be on the injury report, so we'll see if he plays. But they have some pretty good running backs that they rotate in and out. And uh, a little bit, just a slight edge offensively, although the Saints' offense in their own right is very good with Michael Thomas. And then they have Taysom Hill, who they use, too, uh, whenever the case may be. And then Kamara, Alvin Kamara, and, and others as well. So should be a pretty good matchup. But uh, that's uh, kind of my thoughts as I have the Buccaneers uh, very slightly advancing to the NFC Championship. And in my picks for the weekend, it will be it would be a Packers-Buccaneers NFC Championship, a Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers NFC Championship. So we'll see how it plays out. But uh, Mark, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so you did a good uh, job breaking down the game, Adam. A couple of things for when each team has the ball, when the Buccaneers have the ball, they need to protect Tom Brady. He was under lots of pressure in matchups earlier this year, so the Saints won both of the matchups. And uh, there is a really good, great matchup between the receivers for the Buccaneers, which Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Tony Brown, versus the secondary of Marcus Lattimore, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, and also Malcolm Jenkins. And the Saints won those matchups earlier this year, and that's a big reason why they won the two games. So we'll see what happens with Bruce Arians and how he schemes things up and maybe tries to get – maybe tries to run pick plays or, or new row combinations or something to get these receivers loose. And the Buccaneers – will hopefully be able to establish the run for their sake. It sounds like Ronald Jones might not play. It might be Leonard Fournette that plays. So we'll see how they do there. They've been kind of middle of the road running the ball this year. And I would look for their tight ends to make a difference for Tom Brady, especially if the secondary is locking down the receivers. So people like Cameron Brait and then also Rob Gronkowski, especially in the red zone, those, those two are pretty big threats. And what you were saying, Adam, earlier about the Saints, they are pretty well-rounded on defense. They're good on, against rushing and passing. They have good pass rushers with Trey Hendrickson, Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport, so they can get after Brady. And that's 
usually the only way to beat Brady is to get after him, which the Saints can do. And um, they've been one of the best teams in the league this year, forcing turnovers, and that helped them beat the Buccaneers a lot. Uh, that helped a lot earlier this year to beat the Buccaneers. They got a lot of turnovers from Brady. They haven't been very good in the red zone on defense, so they'll have to fix that. And, um, yeah, I think it should be a great matchup between those two units. And when the Saints have the ball, the Saints are you know, going to want to get Kamara involved early and often and get him the, the ball as much as possible, not just running but also receiving and open up things for the offense. Uh, look for a lot of short throws to Jared Cook and Michael Thomas. Uh, Breeze has been getting rid of the ball very quick this year, and I'm sure that Sean Payton doesn't want him taking five, seven-step drops against some of these uh, pass rushers for the Buccaneers. And um, the Bucks do have the best run defense in the NFL, and the Saints have a really good rushing attack, so it'll be great to see the matchup there. Both teams have like pro bowlers on, on both sides of the offense and the defensive lines. And Michael Thomas, you know, like I talked about a little bit earlier, that's a huge boost for the Saints, him coming back. And Buccaneers have been kind of suspect the last few weeks, giving up big offensive games to the Falcons receivers and even the Buccaneers or uh, giving up games to the Falcons receivers and then also the Redskins last week. Taylor Heineke put up over 300 yards, and if he can do that, just imagine what Drew Brees can do. Um, Saints have had some problems turning the ball over, so they're going to have to work on that, and the Buccaneers will try to capitalize. The Buccaneers do have a good front seven with uh, Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaq, and Shaq Barrett. I would, I would, if I were them, I would try to tip some of these passes that Breeze is throwing if, if they're going to keep doing short dump-offs and check-downs. That might be a way to frustrate your Breeze. They do have really good linebackers, though, like Devin White and Vontae David, who can run a sideline to sideline with people like Kamara. So that'll be interesting to see what they do there. And then the Bucks are top 10 in the league in interceptions this year and top five in sacks. And uh, my bold prediction, I think there's going to be at least three turnovers combined between these two games. These defenses are pretty physical and opportunistic, and I think that they're just going to they're just gonna make some big plays. For my prediction, I think the Saints will win. Uh, one is just to be different than that. I'm just, you know, just to mix things up. But I think the Saints, they're um, – I think their defense is a little bit better overall than the Buccaneers as far as from their front seven and their secondary. And I think Sean Payton is a pretty good coach. I think having the home field advantage will help out the Saints in this game. And I think they'll just maybe make one or two more plays than the Buccaneers will. And they've been the, – the Saints have played together for a longer time than the Buccaneers, so – you know, they've been in these big playoff games before. I think this is Tampa's first playoff game in many, many years, so they really haven't been through this situation before, you know, in, in this division of playoff round. So I'll say the Saints will win. I think it might come down to a late field goal, and uh, that would set up for me. The championship matchup games would be Packers versus Raven, or uh, Packers versus Saints and then Chiefs versus Ravens. So... We'll see what happens. Yeah, good breakdown there, uh, and certainly a lot of good uh, points as far as the matchup goes. And again, like I've mentioned, uh, 
I think it should be a really good weekend, probably the best weekend of the NFL season. I mean, all weekends are great. I mean, NFL football is amazing. Uh, but certainly this weekend in particular, I mean, you have a lot of good head coaching matchups. And I know that coaches are coaches and they can only do so much, but there's a lot of good co- coaching pedigrees uh, between every uh, coach in this in the matchup and even the coordinators too. So uh, setting the players up for success and then the players' talents too. A lot of good players as well uh, with the teams. And then a lot of good quarterback matchups as well. So there's a lot to like uh, as far as divisional round uh, weekend uh, for the NFL, for both the AFC and the NFC. And one more note uh, that I'll make before I wrap up another edition of my podcast uh, for this game with the Buccaneers and the Saints. So this week it came out from all the uh, media outlets in the NFL uh, and for sure the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, themselves uh, that Alex Kappa, one of their offensive linemen won't play this game so that'll be uh maybe a a a factor in this one as far as adjusting uh the line for tom brady as far as protecting tom brady against a very good defense in in new orleans so we'll have to see if that's a factor if there uh, is more kind of pressure at at tom brady because uh, of uh, of the uh kind of uh shuffling of the line or i don't know how much shuffling that they'll have to do but we'll have to see with that so i did want to uh throw that in there as well so That'll about do it, though, for another edition of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Hannon. I hope they've enjoyed this episode and uh, all my future episodes. Be always paying attention for that. You can subscribe to my show. Otherwise, keep tracking it down the way you've been doing it. Uh, I'm always looking for as many consistent listeners as possible. The support's been great so far, and I look forward to get even better. And uh, if you missed any of my episodes, you can listen back in the episode log. And enjoy the weekend of football. And until I talk with you all again next Another edition of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Manhandle, available anywhere you get your podcasts. Happy weekend. Thank you.